Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, good morning, folks. Here's a look at how markets are shaping up, and we are coming off the back of a mixed session. So, starting with the good news, the Dow is up again, notching its best winning streak since 1987. And of course, traders digesting the latest Fed rate hike and some major corporate earnings. The Dow Jones Industrial Average added around 80 points, or 0.2%, to 35,530. 20. So that makes it a 13-day winning streak. That is the longest since 1987. The S&P 500, on the other hand, slightly underwater by 0.02% to 4,567. Pretty much flat. And the Nasdaq Composite, also pretty much flat, just slightly down by 0.1% to 14,127. So let's check in now with Tim Abunowitz. He is the Head of Research and Investment Strategy at Innovator ETFs. Tim, thank you for joining us on the show. Good to be with you, Ryan. Appreciate you having me. Awesome. Now, Tim, let's unpack the session first. Now, on the surface, we've got a pretty nice headline. The Dow yet on another winning streak. And if you look at the numbers, there doesn't seem to be a lot of conviction behind the moves. So help us unpack what you're taking away from the latest session. Well, today was all about the Fed, right? And you know, I think just reflecting with the move that you saw in the equity market today, there wasn't a lot of new information that came out. Powell didn't give the markets a whole lot to react to. You have the 25 basis point hike that we, we saw the Fed uh, partake in. That was almost 100% priced in. Uh, and then just like he has in sessions past, he's left the door open for a pause or an additional hike, but didn't really give any indication of, of which way the committee was leaning. One of the things that I think is really important, though, uh, you know, that the market continues to ignore, in our opinion, is that Powell continues to say that, you know, this battle is, is a long way from over. The fight is has a lot of legs left. And if you look at the way the equity market is really traded for the better part of this year, you, you had the market that's really declared victory over in inflation, which, which we don't necessarily think that's the right way to be viewing it. And if you look at some of the other areas, yes, you've had headline inflation that has come down significantly, but it's important to remember that we still have core inflation at you know 4.8%. Uh, so that is still significantly above target. You know, some of the other areas that we're watching too, if you look at commodity prices, mainly energy, ag and lumber, those are all starting to tick back up again. So, you know, we don't think this battle is over. And ultimately what this translates to for investors is, is rates that are probably going to be higher for longer than many expect. Yeah, Tim, so you're alluding to almost a second wave of inflation. So where is this going to be coming through from? I imagine some of it will be from labor, which is still quite resilient. That's right. And, you know, one of the interesting dynamics that we've seen in, in the, the markets this year is on, on one hand, you've had the Fed that is taking rates from zero to five and a quarter, five and a half percent, which is very significant. And in a typical environment would, would slow growth significantly. They're trying to slow growth to cool inflation. But then on the other hand, you also have fiscal policy that's out there working almost in complete opposition. You have the Biden administration that's running a, a fairly large deficit on pace for about uh, 1.5 trillion. That equates to about 8.6% of GDP on a 12 month average basis. So that is making things a little bit more challenging. You know, on one end, it, it has helped keep the labor market very strong, the consumer on very strong footing. But as we've seen with, with episodes of inflation in the past, it 
the solution to the problem always requires a hit to growth. It always requires a hit to the labor market. And in fact, if you look historically, any episode in the U.S. where we've had core inflation north of 5%, the solution has always required a recession to some extent to get inflation back down to normal. So you know, this push-pull dynamic of fiscal and monetary policy is complicating things a little mm-hmm. bit. Does it look like a soft landing is, is uh, more likely? Yes, but we can't just take this battle as, as one. Yeah, we are in conversation with Tim Urbanowitz. He's the Head of Research and Investment Strategy at Innovator ETFs, speaking to us from Chicago. Now, Tim, when you look around you, what is inflation feeling like for you? Because when I look at some of the earnings coming through, we see some of the commentary talking about how prices of food is going up, like at Chipotle, and that's hurting their earnings. Are you seeing anything coming through that speaks to that? You know, earnings is another topic, and and what we have seen this time to an extreme, like we always see historically, is that margins expand with inflation, and they come down throughout the disinflation process. So this is really important to be paying attention to um, at the same time where you're seeing Fed policy tighten and top-line growth potentially slowing. So we want to be paying attention to what earnings are telling us. And one of the things that we have seen within our research, if you look at the last eight hike cycles, from the Fed, we've actually seen some very consistent trends with earnings. Say earnings bottom anywhere from 13 to 38 months after the last Fed hike, and they've never done so before. Mm. Um, so again, the disinflation process is typically not something that's you know received well. Uh, as we're talking to investors now, we think it's really important, even with the run-up that we've seen this year, to maintain equity exposure, but do so uh, in a risk-aware manner, just given the dynamics and where we're at in this cycle. All right. One more takeaway from the FOMC meeting is Fed Chair Jerome Powell seems to signal that a recession is not on the cards for the U.S. Is that uh, aligned with what you're thinking? He said it wasn't his base case scenario, and you know, we have to be realistic here that we really don't know. Does one look uh, likely in the next few months? No, but we have to remember that monetary policy always operates on delay. You, know, you look back mm. a year ago, rates were at about 2.5%. We're at 5.5% today, so that's a big difference. We don't yet know what that damage is going to look like per se, but again, we think it's very important to be maintaining a risk-aware stance. So one of the trades in the U.S. that we're seeing a lot of investors gravitate towards right now uh, is buffered ETF uh, strategies like a PJUL, which gives a 15% buffer against losses over a 12-month outcome period, but then upside exposure to the S&P 500 ETF to a cap of about 15%. So really just a way to hedge that recession risk, but also remain invested. If you look at equity returns, Equity returns in the three, six, 12 months leading up to recession on average have been positive. Whereas it, once that recession hits, that first three to six months tend to be the most painful. So keeping that risk aware stance we think is very valuable right now. And I think a lot of the flows that we're seeing in the US ETF landscape really reflect that. Yep. And there's been some talk about you no know, rotation away from growth because one, higher rates, and also because there's been quite a good run up in the past year. How do you feel about that, rotating to other sectors right now? Well, a lot of it has, you know, quite frankly, it's been the, the immediate AI beneficiaries versus everybody else. Those names that are involved in that trend out of the gates are the ones that are up big. Uh, it, it's been muted gains for, for everyone else. So there's clearly a lot of long-term advantages here. The big question mark, uh, you know, really in our mind is how long is it going to take for wide-scale adoption 
of AI to take place. And I think that has a lot to do with you know the answer to that question. Is it going to be value or growth mm. throughout the next part of the cycle? All right. Great conversation. Uh, I've been chatting with Tim Abanovitz. He is the Head of Research and Investment Strategy at Innovator ETFs. Tim, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Great to be with you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.